Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dominic Rainey, and I'll be your host today, filling in for Nicole Toptosh, our regular host. Uh, and she's out there somewhere, Mike. Uh, she says she's on vacation, but we don't know where she is. Well, she could be listening, and if she is, we don't know if she's maybe on the Mediterranean somewhere. She could be on a beach in Florida. She could be in, she could be in Tallapoosa, Alabama, for all we know. I, I have no idea. Well, you know, the show is global, so she could be, and she's going to be listening. She did say she'd be listening, so she put a little pressure on us. That's so. very cool, because you're an international star, Dominic. <laughs> it's becoming that, I'm afraid. Well, the good with the bad, you know. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, we've got a great show this morning. you got the controls going all full bore, and... Uh, Let's introduce our guests. Uh, today we have uh, three guests. We have uh, two CEOs and a, a, a director of uh, public relations. Uh, first, uh, we've got uh, us, our CEO is uh, Wes Warrington. He's a CEO with Confirmatrix Laboratory. And assisting him is uh, his marketing development director is uh, Tracy Youngblood Wingate. And then we have uh, also we have Buki Ola. Oye, uh, she is uh, CEO with A Premium Healthcare Solutions, and we have Jason Tatum, public director, public relations director, with a not-for-profit group in Atlanta, Gateway Center. Welcome all to the show. Thank you, Dom. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And uh, Wes, why don't we get started with you? Why don't sure. you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Confirmatrix Laboratory and uh, what you guys do there? Great. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, Confirmatrix Laboratory is a toxicology lab located in Lawrenceville. We've been open, open for about a year. We do urine drug screening services. We primarily provide those services to physicians. We also work in the drug and alcohol treatment world, a variety of different physicians in, in both parts of our business. So, so uh, when did Confirmatrix open? When did you guys get started? We started about a year ago. We started, obviously, with... Uh, zero customers, a couple of employees, and, and a couple of uh, what they call liquid chromatography mass spectrometry machines. We very rapidly grew our market. We grew our customer base. Uh, we rented a small space in Lawrenceville within, I think, 45 days. We purchased the entire building, purchased 20, 25 machines, and renovated our laboratory and, and really ramped up fast. So we're growing really fast. The growth continues. We're very happy with where our business is today. A little piece of the American dream, sounds like. We're doing our best. Great. Well, Wes, uh, what do you feel is working for you guys? What, what, what's your business philosophy, and what seems to be making it work for you? You know, we started with a philosophy of the right people, the right technology, and the right customers. And, and I think that still stands true today. We went out and researched the technologies available in LCMS, or liquid chromatography mass spectrometry, and chose a machine that is, there's, there's an average machine and then there's great machines, and we decided to make the investment in the great machines and, and make additional investments so we have more capacity than our current needs. Uh, in addition to that, we, we looked around. When you start a new business, especially one that's as technical as what we do, you need to have people with experience to prevent some of the, the growing pains that come along with a, with a business like this. So 
I researched and hired people that had lots of experience in their specific field and hired them away from their cur current employers. And so we put people in place that had 20, 25 years doing the job we wanted them to do. So the combination of the right people, the right technology. We started in the pain management sector in Atlanta. Um, we've had some business relations with this group in the past and carried over those uh, positive relationships from, the, from previous businesses into this and got started, and we've pretty rapidly hit the nation. What is pain management? Pain management is a, is a medical service, medical doctor service. A uh, physician does his uh, traditional medical doctor training and then goes on to do a fellowship in pain management. Uh, these guys specialize in treating chronic pain patients. Oh, okay, and that's how you started the company. Exactly. So chronic pain patients are typically given long-acting opiates and other narcotics in order to maintain compliance with the government. You have to test these patients. You have to drug test these patients. Some states require it to be done every other month, some every three months. You have to manage the, uh, you know, there's an epidemic in our communities today of, of medications coming out of the medical system and getting into our, our public sector. And so this is one way to prevent that from happening. Monitoring the amount of drug in each patient's body as they come in for follow-up visits will help them determine if the patient's taking their medications properly, uh, in addition to the physical diagnosis uh, or history and physical that will tell them if, they're, if the medicine's efficacious. So you mentioned you started with a few people. Um, how many employees do you have now? We have just over 100 now. Whoa. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, we're building the business thinking forward. We, we plan to continue rapid growth uh, for the foreseeable future, and so we built it to, uh, with additional capacity so there's no, no problems for the customers as they sign us up to, to do their drug testing. Are there different divisions in the company now, or is it all under one roof, so to speak? Confirmatrix Lab has, is one company. We have really two divisions, two, two separations of our sales force, more or less, and that's the drug and alcohol treatment centers and then the medical doctor or pain management. We do some work with obstetrics and gynecology, family practice, and some psychiatry. Well, Wes, uh, we're, we're talking with Wes uh, Warrington. He's the CEO of Confirmatrix Laboratories. Um, with that, with that kind of growth in such, such a short period, uh, what, what does the future look like for the company? Well, we have high hopes to increase our, our – we, we measure it by the volume of tests that we do monthly. And so right now we're performing in the neighborhood of 10,000, and we'd like to ramp that up to somewhere in the neighborhood of 70,000, 80,000. And we're building a company that can handle capacity at that load. So uh, we believe if you build it, it will happen. Operations, uh, process, procedures, exactly. uh, how, how do you handle that? That's a lot of growth in a short time. It is. Again, we've, we've paid it forward with technology. We have the machines to operate at 70,000 capacity. We have the headcount. So we're prepared. Um, the only variable is, is how quickly does it come and how we manage through. When, when multiple accounts come in at one time, it gets cumbersome getting supplies out, computer setups in each of the clinics or treatment centers. Uh, but so far, we've done a great job. We have a really, really strong team of professionals at the lab in, in uh, Lawrenceville, Confirmatrix. Uh, you, pro you probably don't have any competition, right? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what sets Confirmation uh, apart from other companies in your industry? Good question. Uh, this is a very heavy competitive industry. There's lots of companies out there attempting to get in this space and, and deliver the service we do. A couple things that set us apart is um, our service on the back end is second to none. 
So we're very responsive to our customers. And a lot of times there are, there are issues that come up with patients questioning their lab results, physicians needing a test rerun, et cetera. We respond instantly to those things, and the customers really appreciate that. On the front end, turnaround time is a really important feature. So how long does a doctor have to wait from the time the specimen is, is shipped to our lab till they receive the results via a web portal? Uh, our, our turnaround time is 24 hours, which is the quickest in the industry. Uh, no other company can offer that quick of turnaround, and that, again, goes to the capacity that we've built in and the number of sh machines that we have. We can run smaller runs, which take us shorter amounts of time to get the results. High efficiency. High efficiency. And we try to build a partnership with our customers. A lot of companies come in as uh, your revenue source as a customer. We truly want to build a partnership. Uh, the, the money and the finances, the balance sheet will work itself out if we provide the best service, the best customer service to our customers, then everything typically works out. And so far, that model's worked for us. We've, uh, we've not lost any customers yet, and it's a, it's a demanding industry. So customer retention is very important, and we're proud that we've not lost any customers. I think that speaks to our service in the laboratory and then our back-end customer service. Wes, uh, what's, uh, how did you happen to, uh, you know, feel that CEO was the position for you at the, you know, the company? Well, I was just blessed, I guess, to get this opportunity. Uh, I've worked in medical sales all of my career. I've managed a couple of teams for Fortune 100 companies and have built a really vast knowledge of how to grow a business, how to build a business, how to grow a business, and, and manage employees. And all that kind of came together with um, the Confirmatrix. So hmm. it gives me an opportunity to utilize all the skills I've picked up over the course of my career and add in a few more. So what, uh, what projects are uh, looking f you know, you're looking forward to in the horizon for, for the company? you got some new stuff coming up? We do. Uh, we've opened a second company. It's going to be a sister company. It's also in Gwinnett County. We, um, it's called Alpha Genomics. It's a pharmacogenetic testing company. And so what pharmacogenetics testing will provide for patients and physicians, and again, these will be physician-ordered tests, is you can determine within a class of medications which drug would work best for an individual patient and at what dose based on their genetics. So it prevents subtherapeutic dosing and then uh, obviously toxic side effects that come when you get an excessive amount of medication in your system. So we think this is going to revolutionize how f physicians prescribe medications. Mm -hmm. um, I've even, uh, I believe this to be true, that in a number of years, maybe one, two years, Every physician will have a pharmacogenetics test result before prescribing a medication. So he knows, based on your DNA, exactly which medication within a class will work best for you with the least amount of side effects. Well, let, let's, uh, let's hear from Tracy a, a little bit. Tracy, uh, why don't you chime in here on the marketing side of the company? What's going on in the marketing development? Well, we are very heavy on the conference side. We like to get out there and kind of make our brand known. It's very important, you know, for me, especially that, you know, Confirmatrix comes in and comes in with a bang. So we do attend a lot of conferences. We do speak to a lot of physicians. Um, aiding the sales force is huge for us because they're our front lines. So we really have come together and produced a brand that is going to be strong and going to be able to compete with, you know, the, the top-level uh, drug testing labs in our arena. And we're not afraid to do what needs to be done. So customer service is very important to us. What Wes fails to mention is that our employee turnover is extremely low. Uh, you come to Confirmatrix and you want to stay. 
So they've created an environment, family picnics. Um, we just have some great things going on, and we're not afraid to reward our employees. We're not afraid for, you know, Wes will walk in and just go into the lab and just stand there, you know, and he, you know, just says, thanks for being here. You're doing a great job. And uh, when you hear that from, you know, someone and when you get that um, that feedback, you don't want to leave. And, you know, we have a wall in our office that's all of our kids and it's very important to us that we create a family environment. And that's one thing that from day one um, we've created. So people don't want to leave. They want to stay at Confirmatrix. They want to grow with Confirmatrix. Um, we can move fast. And it's it can be scary at times because they come in and they come in with these big ideas. And you're thinking, all right, you know, let's buckle our seatbelts because, you know, we've grown so huge. And uh, from 20 employees to over 100 in such a short time, it says a lot for our leadership and it says a lot for our employees, you know, from one to 120, everyone works hard and we work together. Excellent. Uh, what do you like most about what you do, Tracy? It's never the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something different and um, just the, the leadership and the teamwork and you don't have to approach a project by yourself. So it's, it's nice to have that and everyone's on board and you don't have a lot of naysayers, and everyone wants to work hard for a common goal. So that's that's the beauty of it. Let's ask the CEO what he likes best about what he does. Wes, what do you like most about what you're doing? You know, it, there's so many answers to that question. Um, I love building, building. We're building one company. We're going to build another company in Alpha Genomics. I love to put things together and watch them become successful. But to Tracy's point a minute ago, I've really realized through this process how much I enjoy building a culture. And the culture we've built is one of achievement from the, the bottom to the top of the organization. It's, we obviously have our legal, ethical, and moral boundaries, and we all follow those very carefully and closely. But other than that, it's how can we get this done? Not we can't get it done. It's what do we need to do? How do we need to adapt and change to make this happen for our customer or for our organization? Mm -hmm. And I really like to see a team of people f ebbing and flowing and producing in the marketplace in a way that's successful. That's great. Uh, we're listening to Tracy Youngblood Wingate, the Marketing Development Manager at Confirmatrix Laboratories, and uh, Wes Warrington, the CEO of Confirmation Labor Confirmatrix Laboratories. Uh, Thank you all, and uh, why don't you say, I'm not sure with a marketing person here who to ask how to get in touch with the, you guys in the company uh, for people that want to touch base with you. Well, our website is, I'd like to say it's a beautiful website because my uh, team there created it, but it is confirmatrixlabs.com. Um, Wes can be reached at Wes at confirmatrixlabs.com, and I'm Tracy at confirmatrixlabs.com. And we're local. We're in Gwinnett in Lawrenceville, so um, those are the best ways to reach us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you both. Thank Appreciate you. you having us. You bet. You're listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services. And next on the broadcast is Buki Ola Yehi. Ola, help me with that, Buki. Ola Oye. Ola Oye. Yeah. I think I've got it now. <laughs> uh, she is the CEO with Premium Healthcare Solutions. Buki, give us some background on your company and what you do. Okay. We are state-licensed home healthcare agency, and we provide skilled nursing services and non-medical services to clients of all ages, from pediatric services to geriatric, that is uh, children from zero to graveside, you may say. And um, we cover 49 counties in the state of Georgia, and um, we have three offices. 
And uh, our corporate office is in uh, Conyers. That's where we started. And then we opened up the Macon office, and we have a third office in Athens. So that's where we uh, operate from. And um, this nursing services, you know, they range from um, medication management to wound care to infusion. And uh, the non-medical services include bathing, accompanying to doctor's appointments, um, light housekeeping, medication reminder, and all the likes. Well, you're covering the bases there. You got a lot of a lot of services. Yeah, I mean, another CEO growing a company very quickly. This is awesome. This is energizing today. We thank God. Yes, <laughs> we, we do. And the, the economy is uh, picking up. It seems like we thank God. And we did start in 2004, so we will be 10 years, in fact, next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what inspired you to get this company started? Oh boy. <laughs> I really want to say we thank God. It was actually God-ordained, I can actually tell you that, because um, I don't have a background in nursing or anything. But when I came to this country, you know, I uh, had the opportunity to be working uh, in an office, and uh, that's where I met my business partner back then, 2003. And we saw the need. We started talking, and then we found out that we shared the same uh, situation because my business partner had a grandmother she was taking care of her needs. She had to she had to help her get her medication. She was working. She had to have her bathe, you know, do all of those personal care services that she needed. And I had a friend at that time who had a car wreck. She was bedridden, so she she's she's married with two children. Here she is on the bed, can't help herself, can't help her children. Her husband is trying to help her, and he has to work. So we were sharing that, and it was like, you know, just we kind of felt the pressure of what caregivers go through. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, there's a big need here, you know. And we, we thank God for the compassion that we had. I also had a job, but I had to mix all of that, it, it, you know, include taking care of her, with what I was doing. So really, we just kind of came together and we prayed and was like, okay, let's go put a smile on people's faces because, you know, when we are there to help the family, they were so grateful, you know, in our different capacities, you know. So, of course, she with our family and I with my friend was like, okay, let's, let's go make things happen out there. And you mentioned the area that you covered. Could you go through that again? 49 counties. 49 counties. Mm-hmm. In Georgia? In Georgia, yeah. It's seven I, regions. I didn't know there were 49 counties. Oh, there's uh, 150-something counties wow. in Georgia. So we're just uh, barely half of, of the state. Um, You're going to cover all of them? Uh, <laughs> maybe some days. <laughs> maybe some days soon. Um, but we do actually look at uh, expanding. Our Athens office is taking us gradually to South Carolina, and um, maybe we'll go to, yeah, sometime down the line. <laughs> Well, what, what differentiates your company from other health care, home care companies? Ah, Dominic, thank you. That's a good question. Um, our team makes us shine out there, and it starts from our selection process. You know, providing services to those who are not able to take care of themselves is challenging. It needs people with compassion. So 
uh, start point, uh, starting point, so to say, is how we even select those people who would come on our team. So at orientation or at the hire, we ask them, tell us your story. Have you been a caregiver before? Because if you have not been a caregiver before, it's really not easy to empathize with the clients and their loved ones, how they feel, the pain they go through. We don't want their lives to stop. You know, so we ask them, tell us your success story. So our team come in, and then once we you know, have a, uh, complete the selection process, then we start to train them on the soft skill that the class can't teach you, that the certificate can't teach you. Things like, you know, uh, empathy, just emphasizing empathy, compassion, dependability, those things that really makes us stand out. Because, Dominique, there's a thousand plus providers in the state of Georgia. So every company is trying to do something differently. So we know that the only way we can really make a difference out there in these families' homes is to make sure that our aide, our nursing assistant, our nurses, when they knock on the door of any client, it's a solution that is arrived at their door. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's great. Um, so obviously, you know, home care and the business you're in is a caregiving uh, business. Uh, you know, what do you guys do? I know you give back to the community. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys do in that, in that context? Yes, Dominic, we have the opportunity to go out. Uh, we have strategic partners that we go out with uh, to provide blood pressure checks. Mm-hmm. We, we do it for free. And the goal is, again, to reach, educate, inform individuals about their health. We know health is wealth. So we go out there and we give them, uh, you tell them, you know, what their blood pressure is. And even sometimes at this uh, blood pressure event, we've had to call uh, 911 at the consent of one of the individuals that came to our table because they didn't even know they were near stroke level. So we go out there and educate people on how to, you know, um, take care of themselves, how to pay attention to their uh, blood pressure uh, numbers. And then in addition to that, we also partner with facilities and, and hospitals and churches. We go out there to give them uh, training. Uh, the next, the, actually, the one we're uh, marketing right now is called Path of Tools for Caregivers. Again, it's about <laughs> the caregiver because <laughs> sometimes the caregivers, you know, they really feel the pain, you know. So we go out there and we educate them and kind of just um, give them w- the tools that they need in order to stay healthy while they're taking care of their loved ones. And um, at A Premium Healthcare, I would also say that our compassion leads us, it's not about money with A Premium Healthcare Solution. So we give back by providing pro bono services sometimes. Mm. Pro bono, you know, so a client is, is here, they're not able to afford the, the, to pay for the services, uh, they don't qualify, you know, for one uh, program or the other. So we meet their needs, you know, we provide at least, even if it's minimum, something that is going to meet their need. And we let God bless the work of our hands. Well, not saying no is a real give back. That's for sure. Yes, wow, sir. That's great. We're talking with um, Buki Ola Oihe. Yes. With A Premium Healthcare Solutions. So, so Buki, uh, what, what is the standpoint of uh, your your company and and your your business related to uh, 
healthcare reform, and how is it affecting your your industry and your business? Ah, okay. it's a hot topic today. Healthcare <laughs> yeah. reform. Everybody's healthcare talking reform. About it. Everybody talking about it. But I'll answer that in two different ways. You know, first as a provider, we're excited because it means you know new funding, new coverage, some more referrals. You know, possible referrals because now the more people will be able to pay your insurance mm-hmm. at least, be able to cover the uh, for the services uh, that they are looking for. And um, it, it is a call for providers such as our agency uh, to collaborate, collaborate with hospitals, because right now with healthcare reform, hospitals will take a hit if their readmission rate increases, you know, yeah. past certain, uh, you know, percentage. So they'll be dinged for that. So hospitals are looking for providers like a premium healthcare solution to help them keep the clients at home where they need to be so they don't come back, you know, reduce uh, readmission. So it calls for collaboration, you know, throughout the healthcare uh, uh, continuum. Uh, however, as an employer, <laughs> small business employer, uh, you're with the regulations and tax it. implications. Now, uh, we're just going to have to take that one day at a time. Well, you keep smiling. Uh, you got a great <laughs> smile. Thank I think you. you can make it through anything. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Buki, are you guys going to expand in other states? Is A Premium Healthcare going yes, to grow? Yes, yes. As I mentioned earlier, we are looking at doing, uh, we're looking at uh, growing, and we thank God. We, we started just Regina and I, okay? Two in this little box. <laughs> office and here we are you know uh, uh, we've grown you know over the years and we just really give God praise you know for that so yes we are looking forward to um, to go reaching out across the state with the kind of services in fact I guess two days ago we had one of our payer sources was talking to us because we like to get uh, feedback from our payer sources. You know, we just want to feel our own temperature, as I call it. You know, and I was just talking to her, you know, saying, how is it going with, you know, clients such and such? And I was just calling to make sure that you're getting good feedback. And then she said, oh, yeah. Um, I said, oh, so do you have more referrals? And she was like, oh, yeah, Buki, if I can just clone you. In California, <laughs> right now, or Virginia, I was like, you know, that really put a smile on my oh. face. I was excited. So, yeah, and I told her, someday, yeah, sure, great, we'll get great. there. Obuki is an African-American business owner. Are there any specific challenges uh, that you had to overcome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, I'll start from the business side. Okay. The, the, from the business end, it's a, it's a really uh, level playing ground. I'll say that to you. It's, you know, uh, but then of course, the growing pains that every business, you know, encounter. So, and that the industry is a non-discriminatory industry. So really, um, it's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. However, as an individual, though, uh, you can hear my accent, right? Yes. Yeah, that is from Nigeria. It's a great accent. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and some people actually say, well, keep, keep talking because it sounds like music in my ears. I'm like, okay, all right, even when I don't have anything else to say. But anyway, yeah. um, and uh, I'll say when I first came to this country, I had a culture shock. And I'll tell you, Dominic, I, I mean, the office where I worked, as, as I was saying uh, earlier, um, one gentleman walked to me when they were having a conversation and he said, oh, see, she's lying. She's not looking at me. You know, she's not looking at me in the eye. And I was like, oh, excuse me, I'm not lying. 
it's sort of respect from where I come from. You don't look people in the eye from where I come from. It's just it's regarded as disrespect. So from there, they, and so they kind of started understanding with me that when I'm not looking you in the eye, I'm just showing respect. But now over the years, you know, now you see I'm looking at you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a cultural thing. <laughs> it's a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's subtleties uh, mm-hmm. everywhere. So yeah. uh, what do you like most about what you do, Buki? Oh. I know that's a long list, but... Uh, but I just love when, when I hear feedbacks mm-hmm. from my clients, I get the opportunity to talk to them about their birthday and just kind of hear what, you know, what are we meeting their needs? Are we exceeding their, their expectations? And when they tell me I'm ex- you're, we are exceeding their expectation, it puts a smile on my face because we promise to put a smile on their face. When they're smiling, I'm smiling. You know, when I hear things like, oh, my nursing assistant is an angel. I could not have made it without you in my home. It is really puts a smile on my face. We get thanks, uh, thank you cards in the mail. A gentleman actually came, brought a plaque to the office. He wanted to meet me. It's like, I want to really meet you. Mm. I want to know who's behind that. You know, so it really puts a smile on my face when I get um, feedbacks like that. And then our peer sources, like the lady I was saying to you, wanting to clone us. I mean, that is, just makes me happy. Well, we've been listening to Buki Oloihe with A Premium Healthcare. And uh, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and your company. Okay. Uh, www.apremiumhealthcare.net. And uh, main office is in Conyers. Our phone number, 678-964-2026. And uh, my email address is info, I-N-F-O, at apremiumhealthcare.com. Thank you, Buki. Thank you, Dominic. Appreciate it. You bet. Mm-hmm. You bet. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services. Next up is uh, Jason Tatum. He's with the Gateway Center in Atlanta, one of our premium not-for-profit companies in Atlanta. Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization and what you do there? Well, Gateway Center is the uh, is a homeless services agency in downtown Atlanta, right in the middle of uh, the government building area. Um, Kind of south of Marietta Street, and we are the really the gateway of people ending their homelessness in the city of Atlanta. We are the front door for people reaching uh, a myriad of services uh, and partners to get the tools that they need to get into housing and into self-sufficiency. Okay, Jason, so uh, how does Gateway work? Well, Gateway does a lot of different things. I, I kind of like to call it the Grand Central Station. Uh, it's a place where people come in to get triage needs, emergency needs met. So things like um, clothing, when, when there is, when there, sometimes people have come in naked and needed clothing and we'll have clothing available. Uh, showers, um, basic medical services, those kinds of things. But also we have programs for up to, uh, we have 300 beds that stay full almost all the time. Not in the sense of like a shelter where you come in, come out, pay $7, but residential programs that are designed to work with a case manager where you are moving step by step through a service plan to find out what are your goals and helping you get to where you want to be, which is going to be getting into housing and getting uh, employment. So we do that through our own our own services, and we're in a very large facility, and so we have actually people on site from other agencies that we collaborate with who do very specific things very well. People like St. Joseph's Mercy Care, who has a full clinic inside of our facility, or Hope Atlanta, which is a program of Traveler's Aid. 
they focus on reunification. And so if you have nowhere to stay in Atlanta, but you have a brother in Phoenix that's willing to take you in, then they work with you to get you to Phoenix instead of having to send you all the way, uh, you know, 20, 30 minute walk up to their uh, main office. We have one of their case managers on site so we can make things more efficient, more doable so that people can get to where they need to go. It sounds like your organization is pretty significant, pretty large. How many people are there? Well, we have 300, we have 300 beds um, with uh, programs that range everywhere from veterans to, um, to stabilization. And we have about, I would say about 75 employees that are working directly with those clients, as well as several hundred clients who come in on a day-to-day basis looking for services. And how old is the Gateway Center? Gateway Center was founded in 2005. It was a public-private vision between the private business community and the city of Atlanta. And it was part of a 10-year plan on addressing homelessness. It was a keystone project as a place to be a... Um, as a as a central entry point for people who are experiencing homelessness, and what what makes Gateway Center unique to, to the community and to your, what you're doing? Sure. Well, Gateway Center doesn't uh, compete really with anyone. We are the partner to all the other agencies in the city of Atlanta. While we do some things that uh, only we do, which is uh, we're unique in the way that we have so many different. Uh, partners who are on site and so we can make things more efficient. Um, We also are unique in the way that we emphasize in our partnership to the business community and to uh, the faith community and different people who want to come in and do volunteer work. We put a really great emphasis on education in uh, in that endeavor. So when people come in, we don't just say, hey, here's a mop, you know, go sweep up, that kind of thing. We actually spend a good bit of time talking about what are the issues that are surrounding homelessness, what are, what are the real-life examples, what are the stereotypes, what are the statistics, and helping people deconstruct the mindset that they might have had built up around what their idea of homelessness is and getting it down to reminding people and teaching people that this is, these are real human beings who have incredible self-worth and potential, and, uh, and we're just helping people get to where they want to be. Well, Jason, on that note, why don't you uh, share a few success stories uh, about uh, in in your history there, absolutely, I'm sure you have a few. Absolutely, we have quite a few. Uh, one of my favorite is a guy named Russell, and Russell came in. He was um, he's a veteran. He was in the armed forces, and he came home. He had a wife, and he started working, and he started having children. And um, through a series of unfortunate events, uh, he lost his job, and ended up kind of hanging out with some folks that weren't. You know, he was in a pretty down time, and he turned to drugs and developed an awful drug addiction. And one thing just snowballed to the next. He was lost his wife, lost his job, lost his car, lost his house, lost his relationship with his kids, and uh, spent many years living on the streets of Atlanta addicted to crack. Well, at some point in all of that, he, you know, he would say he would clean himself up just enough a little while to... You know, he, he married another woman and, you know, cleaned himself up long enough to do that. And then and then that didn't work out. And then uh, he would go back to being, you know, addicted to drugs and living on the street. And then uh, he cleaned himself a little bit up for a little while, while to go to his daughter's high school graduation and, and then fall off the wagon again. So eventually one day, um, talking to another guy out on the street, uh, he heard about Gateway and heard about our veterans program. And so he decided that he just didn't want to live like that anymore. He didn't want to do it. 
And so he went into Gateway and just that first step of showing up and saying, hey, you know, I need to get a shower. And so he gets a shower and he gets a towel that was donated by somebody in the community and he gets a hygiene kit that was donated by another business in the community and he gets to uh, go into a shower, gets cleaned up, gets some clothes, goes and talks to a case manager, ends up entering our veterans program, starts getting into treatment, starts getting into uh, uh, you know 12-step program, all those types of things, starting to get stabilized, starting to get healthy, starting to gain some weight, starting to get some self-confidence back in him. Then he was there for a little while because the, veteran, the veterans program works to be sort of a long-term not long-term in the sense of forever, but there's several months that you can be in the program, and it gives you the chance to really work through some of the um, things like PTSD that people are facing and different things like that. So he had some time, and while he was there, he started talking to uh, one, of our, one of our interns. That we have a thing called the Faces of Homelessness Speakers Bureau. So what we do is because we believe that you know, each one of these folks have a story to tell, that they have a lot to offer and a lot to teach, we help them we help them develop that story help them you know learn to tell it write it down share it and then we take them to uh speaking engagements educational faith based the you name it and let them tell their story directly and so he started doing that and he is the best i mean he has got the brightest smile he is the friendliest person you've ever met he's a ray of sunshine and he decided that he wanted to in this process he wanted to give his life to helping other people get off the street. So he went through a training uh, certification and become a, uh, a case manager uh, to work with people who are directly on the street who deal with mental health issues. So he went and did that, and he's accomplished that. And then the next thing you know, he's, you know, out of, he's living in his own apartment. And then the next thing you know, he's employed full-time. And then the next thing you know, he's reunited with his wife. He's reunited with his daughters. Uh, he went to see his, uh, one day I was walking into work and he was skipping out in a suit uh, because he was going to go see his daughter graduate from law school. And so he was, uh, it was an honor uh, that he was able to speak at our, uh, at our event last month. And he is, uh, he's the prime example of what, of what we're doing at Gateway. Wow, a great story. Wow. Never say never, huh? Exactly. Never give up. We're listening to Jason uh, Tatum with the Gateway Center. And um, Jason, how do, you're a public relations director. How does your role fit in the center? How does that? Uh... Well, my job is, you know, tied to the greater mission, which is that we are changing lives and ending homelessness in the city of Atlanta, pure and simple. We want to give people the tools to be self-sufficient. Why are we doing that? Well, that's obvious. Uh, we believe that people can be, uh, can do and have immeasurable impact. My role specifically is that I just want to connect new people to what we're doing in meaningful ways. So we want to get our story out because we are already doing good work. The, the systems are in place. It's happening. It's, people's lives are really turning around. We want to be able to give uh, the business community and uh, other groups and organizations the chance to be a part of it and to connect with it and uh, be a part of something that's very fulfilling and purposeful uh, for us and can be for them as well. So that's really what's inspiring you these days? Absolutely, absolutely. Just seeing the change. Yeah, seeing the change. Uh, Last year, year when I I hadn't been there very long, I saw a guy come in. I was in a different role, and uh, 
he's an older gentleman, and he was uh, he had a walker, and uh, it's pretty pretty frail. And this was right before Christmas, and it was the temperatures were really going to be dropping. And he had come over. He had been sent by another agency that didn't have any beds, and we're always full as well. I mean, it's, we stay we stay full. Um, moving somebody goes out, some you know somebody comes right back in. Well, he shows up, and he has a letter from this agency saying, hey, this is so-and-so. Will you please take care of him if you can? And I say, well, I don't know. We'll see what we can do. I'll see if we have any any vacancies. So I call somebody, and it turned out that somebody was just leaving. And so they said, yeah, they can have a bed. So that's great news. So I go and tell them, great news, sir. You have a bed. We can get you right upstairs. And about that time, I come out to tell him this, and he's so excited and appreciative. And he's talking to one of our case managers, who is a wonderful woman named Ebony White, who I respect a ton. And they're just having this conversation like they're like they're old friends. And she was just so had such a reverence for him, and which I think is beautiful, and we should have that for every single person who walks through our door, or not. But she says, "Don't worry, I'll take care of him. I'll take I'll show him to where he's going." And I say, "Okay, great." So I go and turn down the hallway, and then I'm about halfway to my desk, and then she says, Jason, come back. Come back. I want to tell you something. And she says, she says I just want you to know who you're talking to. And I said, okay. And she goes, this is Mr. Smith. And you see this necklace that he's wearing. And she shows me he's wearing this. He's got a necklace around his neck, and he has this, this like, uh, pendant, this large pendant with a relief in it of Martin Luther King and around it, it says, I have a dream. And she tells me that Mr. Smith was one of the top lieutenants of uh, one of the civil rights leaders, one of his like main guys. And he gave these out to just 10 of his people who worked with him closely during the civil rights era. And there's only a few of these. There's only, like, this is, this is one of the few guys that got one of these because he was right in the middle of the marches and right in the middle of the sit-ins and right in the middle of the boycotts. Mm. So he goes, I just wanted you to know who this was. And, uh, you know, I walked away from that experience just completely reminded of the fact that every single person has an incredible story. Every single person has incredible potential and worth. Jason, how can uh, people get involved and make a difference for your organization? There's a lot of things that they could do. Uh, they could volunteer. They could donate. They could do drives. They could organize their office to do a clothing drive, uh, do a blanket. We need blankets. We need towels. We need all kinds of things just to make sure that people have basic needs met while they're moving in the direction of self-sufficiency. So they can do a lot of those things. The first thing that they could do is they could go um, onto our website and make a $15 donation. And what that $15 does is buys a round-trip MARTA card for unlimited rides for a week. And with that, um, that gets people to job interviews. It gets people to um, treatment. It gets people to hospitals. Mm -hmm. And so you can have a direct impact and not just giving somebody a handout, but actually giving them hey, I'll give you the tools to get you to your job interview. I'll give you the tools for the week to get you to your first shift. We'll give you the tools to get where you need to go to get your boots that you need for the job you're starting. So go in and do that, and that would make a difference right away. We're talking with Jason Tatum with uh, Gateway Center. Jason, uh, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and your organization to get involved. Sure. We are gatewayctr.org, and you can email me directly at 
the letter J, T A T U M, at gatewayctr.org. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. You bet. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you again to our guest today, Wes Warrington, with Confirma- Confirmatrix Laboratory. I'm having a, that's a tongue twister for me. Uh, Tracy Youngblood Wingate uh, with uh, Confirmatrix Laboratory. Uh, we have Buki Ola Oye with a Premium Healthcare Solutions, and Jason Tatum with the Gateway Center. Uh, We appreciate you all for being on the show today. I'm Dom Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies and organizations to maximize their IT support and investment in IT infrastructure and cloud solutions and support. Listen to this show, to listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, Remember, when it comes to IT and cloud solutions and IT support, remember CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.